Hey there. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive. Mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here. everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We're so happy to have you. As always, we love that you take time out of your day to listen to us and listen to our amazing guests that we have on. And today we have a super amazing woman who is a big voice and advocate for many women and a teacher and educator on all things essential oils. And we learn something from her all the time. So Jody Mezchuk is on today. And I definitely think you'll really dig this episode with her. Yes. I loved this episode, you guys. It's almost like kind of two episodes in one. So it's really great. The first half, we talk a lot about essential oils, which I've wanted to talk about for, I don't know how yeah. it's been this long and we have, I, know. Like so stupid. I don't know that either. Yeah. Um, but we also wanted to bring someone that was like a real expert in oils and neither of us are that we're learning. Yeah. We're learning. I mean, I really didn't, let's be real. I really didn't start using oils till this year. Like I just was like, I can't wrap my head yeah. around like a yeah, whole nother like, thing to learn. Get some oils. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, and now I'm like diffusing one of her favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Which you guys will the learn high about. High frequency so, of conifers. High frequency conifers. Don't worry guys, you'll get it. So she does a great job at breaking down why oils work, why they're important, why they're different than other supplemental products you might use, which I thought that part was really great of like, okay, but I take all these supplements, whatever. Why do I need oils? Totally different. Right. And she talks about like her top few faves that if you're a newbie to oils, like you can grab those few, you already know, you know, she goes through ways you can use them and start incorporating them into your health regimen. Absolutely. And then we, she also talks a lot about her own personal journey with her son through autism and speaks a lot to different neurological imbalances like ADD or ADHD, something that it's now, she was saying research, like one in every two children has some sort of chronic imbalance. And so it's just, it's super fascinating to hear her take on that as well. So you'll definitely learn a lot in this episode about a bunch of different things. It's like well worth a listen multiple times over. And she also, a huge exciting thing, which is why this is perfect timing, is she just came out with her book, Autism Reimagined, Mm -hmm. and takes um, you through the journey of what she did to you guys. She reversed her son's diagnosis of of autism. It's pretty incredible. So one of our colleagues wrote part of the book too. So we'll link in the notes. Yeah. Dr. Charlie Fagenholz out in California. So we will link to um, how you can order the book as well in the show notes. Absolutely. And we want to talk about one of our favorite partners, Primally Pure Skincare. So Abby and I both dig their products. I think we both love some different ones. I'm a big fan of their serums and their face lotions. All of the ingredients are things that you can actually read. It's like you could eat it if you wanted to. Don't because that's weird, but you could actually, yeah, you could. It's all super clean. So clean. They're results driven. They work. Um, they have so many different things like face masks. And like I said, the serums, I'm obsessed with their deodorant. I just decided I need to buy it for Matt because I can't handle him using even like the, it's like clean old spice. I'm like, that's not a thing. Like we need to get you new deodorant. That's what Justin uses too. (laughs) Yes. The one that's like, it's aluminum free. I'm like, okay, that's a step above. Right. So you're not getting aluminum, but you're probably getting like a million other things that are, oh my God. So I love that they, of course they both use the same kind. So both order them and put them in their stockings. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. And when you're ordering our promo code CWD, 
like coffee with docs and you'll definitely get a little discount and let us know what you guys think. Oh, they also have a dry shampoo. That's healthy. I need to try that. Have you tried I it? I love it. Yeah. I did the one. I mean, I, I don't know if Will they have- make my hair look gray. Like, does it work well for dark? No, hair? it works. Well, I don't know. My don't know, have dark hair. Cause some of but... them are just like really bad for dark hair. I'll try it though. You'll have to give it a whirl. I mean, I don't love washing my hair. It's the worst. We talk about this on a yeah. weekly basis. Like it's time to wash my hair. I'm dreading it. <laughs> I hate it. We really do text about that. It's like, guess yeah. what? I have to wash my hair when today. You have like Ugh. long or like thick hair. It's a whole thing. Which is the worst. Sure so, so I've learned that I am a fan of their dry shampoo. So anyways, let us know what you guys think. Use our promo code at checkout and save yourself a little bit of money and enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We're really excited to have you today. We have one of our favorite people who has an amazing Instagram, just an amazing voice, um, such a leader and an educator in so many different topics and areas. So we're so excited to have Jody on today. Hi, Jody. Hello. Thank you for having me. Your sounds sounds so good. Oh, these microphones. Very legit. I love it. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're so happy to have you on. So we'll have you, actually, let's just have you intro yourself now. Oh, tell our whole audience about who you are. Well, like we, we take these opportunities to talk about ourselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, my name is Jody. And I would say that I am a mix of like mama bear warrior <laughs> and I love yoga and Zen. <laughs> so I love that. That's good. A mix. Um, I really got into um, learning more about natural health and natural medicine when my son um, sustained an adverse event to vaccines. And so that really opened my eyes to just learning and just asking questions. Um, And that really set me on this path completely opposite of how I grew up. So I probably like many people grew up with, you know, you go to the doctor when you're sick, you take the antibiotics when you're sick, you don't question. And this was sort of a direct 180 from that. So it, it was quite a shock to me when I started to get these feelings of, you know, I think I should question this, or maybe I should read a little bit more. Um, And especially because it involved watching my first son sort of disappear on me and watching him just really struggle with his health. So that was uh, back in about 20, or 2009, 2010, or no, I'm sorry. He was born in 2012. I have three kids. Hang on. <laughs> I have to remember their birthday. Headline is 12, <laughs> 2012. Okay. Um, you know how I do it? I have to do it by their date, their month, their date, and their year. Right. I can remember it. This was back in 2010 because um, he was born in 2008. So, you know, for for really what I, I love doing every day is just taking my experiences and helping to empower other parents, um, especially other moms who, who might be just questioning for the first time. They might feel a little bit lost of what direction do they go and what questions do they ask? Because we need to have these really practical, like, hey, when I'm in that pediatrician's office, what should I say? You know, right. we, these simple, that they seem so simple, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have written two books now. so. My first book was Speak Up Buttercup, and that was really just a first introduction to my son's journey with a diagnosis of autism and how we reversed that diagnosis and those symptoms. And my second book, which I'm super excited about, um, which is just really much more expanded um, on that topic and just natural health in general. And we have a special insert from Dr. Charlie, which you guys both know. um, And so I'm excited about that. So yeah, yeah, I spend my days just really, I read a lot still. There's so much to learn every day, especially with new things that come along Mm -hmm. and really empowering ourselves. And then just talking to fellow moms and parents every day. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. You're such a great advocate. 
Okay. We have two questions that we ask every guest. So the first one is, yeah, they're so tough. (laughs) Um, So, you know, our whole vision for this podcast was we just wanted to, when it was, remember Abby, when it was going to be called couch coffee, um, was much better now. Yeah. Coffee with the doctors (laughs) and couch coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Because all we wanted to do in med school was sit on a couch and do not drink coffee coffee. (laughs) and talk. And so that's what I want to do right now. Yeah, exactly. So that was sort of our vision with our guests is like, we would just get to like hang out and like cozy up to whatever your favorite beverage is. So what is your favorite beverage these days? Well, that's a really good question. Um, I have been very into tea for a long time. I love coffee. And, you know, even through our own conversations we have on the side, Jody got to lay out the coffee a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I like the smell of it. It's more of an emotional connection that I have. Like when I smell coffee roasting, you just think, huh. ooh. Um, but I am a huge lover of tea. So I have been um, getting these dried sweet tea leaves and you can typically find them anywhere you can find dried herbs and you just steep them with a little bit and I put monk fruit in there um mm-hmm. just amazing that's my favorite it's sweet oh, mint it's delicious yeah. oh yum okay love mint digging it all right and our other question is what is your latest biohack oh my gosh there's so many <laughs> uh I would have to say my favorite lately is, I mean, it sounds so simple, but I keep a bunch of bone broth just on the side that I make. Um, And it's quite a process if you're going to try to make it yourself. So Mm -hmm. thank goodness we have hacks too, that we can buy really good bone broth. (laughs) Just make sure you're buying really good bone broth, not bullion cubes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I love to keep it in the freezer and uh, honestly, like a little mug of bone broth with some essential oils in it, which I think we're going to get into later, which is one of my favorite topics and loads of salt for the minerals. And it's just like this warm coating that you feel going down your throat and in your tummy. And it just Mm -hmm. like feels your gut so that I find a lot of times if something were to happen where my gut might react to something or um, even just as a way to boost our immune system and protect us against viruses and bacteria. It's just really, it's a coating like on the inside out. Okay. What oils do you put in your broth? That's fascinating. Um, well, I love clove. Clove is one of my absolute mm-hmm. favorites because it has a, it has one of the, if not the highest antioxidant count in essential oils. And so you know how good antioxidants mm-hmm. are, right? Killing the free radicals, oh. against cancer. Um, it is a little spicy, but it's like a yeah. numbing kind of spice. So you only need like one or two drops. It's plenty. Yeah. And it just, it protects your cells, but it also boosts your immune system and it kills stuff. And nice. it tastes like, you know, Christmassy spice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right, done. Okay, cool. Hey. Yeah, trying that. So why don't we just start with, tell us what essential oils are. I feel like most people have probably heard of them, but that doesn't mean people really even know what they are. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, I think, misinformation out there too. Mm -hmm. So what I find, and you guys probably know this just in general in natural health and supplements, is there's a lot of noise out there. So almost like anything in the world, you have to really cut through that noise to find what they really are and what they can really do. And I will say that the best way you can do that is by experience. Okay. So actually by using them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll actually share a little story with you, which will sort of highlight exactly what essential oils do. Um, My oldest, the one who uh, we recovered from the diagnosis of autism, he was struggling really, really, really big with lung issues. Um, I kind of call him my lung kid. You know how our bodies tend to have things where if you get sick, it always resides in one spot. You know, for me, it's my throat or my sinuses. For him, it's his lungs. And so he had croup for a long time as a baby. This was before I knew, you know, things like cow's milk and dairy could proliferate a lot of mucus in the body. And I was still very much not super open to natural medicine. I thought Western medicine was the only way to go. And so we were just constantly battling with this croupy cough. 
and, and so much so that I went and had him tested for asthma because that's what you do is you just kind of, mm-hmm. okay, somebody tell me an answer. Right. And so, um, lo and behold, the one doctor that I did take him to was like, yep, he totally has asthma. Here's two inhalers. You're going to have to have a home breathing treatment. Uh, no, obviously conversation about any type of trigger or any type of root cause, just the, take the inhalers and have the home breathing treatment. So we had this machine at home and a nebulizer, which many people are probably familiar with. And you, you get the little prescriptions of the little steroid things mm-hmm. and you pop them in there. And this was our cycle. It was almost every night. Uh, it, we were in the ER at least one to two times a week where it got so bad that as a new mom, you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And you know, you don't know the other side of it yet. Right. The confidence, right? Um, and so this was our life. It was a constant hamster wheel of medicine, 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 still having croup, all this stuff. And I remember very distinctly, I had already had some oils on hand, had no clue really what to do with them. Um, and this was like sort of the next piece of the puzzle. I thought, well, let's try out this essential oil thing. So I had a few at home and he got croup again one night and it always happens at like midnight, like clockwork. Um, And so I remember I brought him downstairs. I went and I got the nebulizer machine and I got the little steroid and something inside of me was like, you know, let's just try this frankincense. Let's just see, because I've been kind of doing some reading on it. I've been looking at my resources. It's supposed to be incredible for helping all kinds of things in the body and definitely can help with breathing and the lungs and, you know, frankincense has such a storied history to it with, you know, all the biblical history as well. And so I thought, well, I mean, it can't hurt him. Let me just try this instead. And I put a couple drops of frankincense in the nebulizer and lo and behold, literally within minutes, he calmed down and everything just like and I remember my husband, we had at the time, it was a two-story house with a railing that like went around the great room. And he came out because he was like, let me know when you're ready to go to the ER. I mean, it was just like our routine, right? He knew. And he, he was at the railing and he goes, you know, you really should look into those oil things. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess they kind of worked. Um, and so after I did a lot of research as to like, why does that happen? Why did the body respond the way it did? Because even with a steroid, sometimes the body doesn't respond or it takes a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Or you have to do multiple doses. And after I really read about essential oils, the beautiful part to me was that if you think about it in very simplistic, like simplistic points, you have essential oils, which are essentially the lifeblood of the plant that we are extracting it from, right? So let's say even the frankincense resin of the, of the tree, okay? You're tapping the tree, you're having the resin come out. Well, what is that resin? Or what is that, that liquid that is inside the plant when you cut it open, right? What does that even do? And if you think about it in correlation to our bodies, it's like our own blood, It's the lifeblood of the plant or the tree or the shrub. And it's essentially giving that plant life. It's repairing it if the plant gets bruised or injured or the plant gets a a disease because plants can get diseases too. And what it does is it has this incredible ability to just repair and bring life back at the cellular level, okay? And so if you translate that to our bodies, one of the coolest things about oils that I found, because I used to be, you know, it was all supplements and herbs and I made tinctures and all those things like that, that was way before even I thought about essential oils. And I, and I remember thinking to myself, well, what's the difference? Like, why would an essential oil work so much faster than an herb or a tincture? And it really comes down to how small that the cell size is, how small that little molecule is. It's so tiny that it has the ability to go to parts of our body that larger molecules could never go to. And even if you think, you know, okay, well, how does this compare to 
Western medicine or pharmaceuticals or prescription medications. And you look at number one, a couple different viewpoints here, right? You've got something that's natural, something that is innate in nature. And uh, for me, my personal belief, you know, God has given us this medicine to be able to use on the planet, right? It's been here for centuries since the beginning of time. And it's a small molecular size, or you compare it to something that is man-made and a very large, heavy molecule, and the two will never be the same, right? And they have very different actions in the body. Um, and an essential oil wants to go in and it wants to maintain balance. It wants to repair things. It wants to clean out our cells. And so I think back to even what was going on in his lungs. And what was happening was you have these super tiny molecules that are going into areas very, very quickly. I mean, they can travel within seconds all over the body. And it's, it's wanting to bring balance to his lungs. It's wanting to lessen what, what's occurring, the trauma or the inflammation. Whereas a pharmaceutical would probably take a long amount of time if it worked um, and it would have some side effects. So, you know, you just look at the two and the difference and it's, it's so beautiful what oils can do when you really get down to the chemistry of it. And there's a lot there. I mean, we could talk chemistry for hours, but um, <laughs> right. think, of it, think of it as the lifeblood of the plant. So however it wants to bring yeah. life, it wants to bring life to our bodies too. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Cool. Now, Jody, how does someone know? Because now look, everyone sells oils, right? You go to Whole Foods, they've got shelves of them. How does someone know or what are good things to look for to find high quality? Because like you said, the size is so small, your body absorbs it so well. Obviously we want to make sure it's only good stuff going in. I think like anything, you know, think of your favorite product. Even, even think of Cheerios. I can tell the difference between generic Cheerios and the real thing, right? So with anything that we purchase or anything that we use, there's always going to be a difference that we know between like, this is why I buy this because I know the quality. I know the source. I know whose hands are touching it behind the scenes. And I know how it's working in my body, or I know how it tastes, or I know how it feels or whatever the product is. And essential oils are very much, we're looking at that, but it's going even deeper because this is something that's going in your body. This is something that you're using really as a therapeutic way, something that you're wanting um, to use as a healthier, healthier alternative to uh, other things that have side effects, right? Or have ingredients that maybe you're not aware, like what could that do to me? And what I look at is number one, I look at how, wh what are the practices of that company? So I'm always, and, and that involves a lot, right? What's the soil mm -hmm. like? Uh, what are the seeds like that they're using? Um, for a lot of companies, I've noticed that there's not a whole lot of open disclosure. There's just 100% pure on the label and if there's one thing we know about labeling laws and, and things that people can use, it's a very broad spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So something could be pure, but it could only have a tiny bit in there and they can still call it pure. So this happens a lot in the essential oil market. And so I'm looking at, again, what are those practices of, of the company? We should be able to call up every company and ask them questions like, what is the soil that you're using? What is the seed that you're using? How are you extracting it? What temperature are you extracting it at? How are you bottling it? Um, how are you testing it? And you know this, this kind of opens up a can of worms with testing too, because there's a lot of people in the aromatherapy industry. There's a lot of people in the oil industry that will say, oh, the GCMS is the gold standard, which is the gas chromatograph. Well, that's not necessarily the full truth, right? because most people don't even know how to read a GCMS. <laughs> so um, it's really important to get to know that company. And that's probably one of the first things that will set a few companies, if maybe even one or two apart from all the rest is, mm -hmm. what are they willing to answer your questions? Can you go to their farms and see their practices? Is it open disclosure? Um, I have found that you get what you pay for, 
right? And, and there's no difference when it comes to supplements that we purchase, where we could go to yep. um, a big box retailer and purchase a multivitamin that might look like a really great price, but it's sourced from synthetic sources. And so it's actually not going to be a, a nutritional vitamin for your body, no different than essential oils. Um, so we need to know and be able to see what they're doing, right? And so there's very, very few companies, maybe one that I know of, that you can actually go to their farms and see their practices and what they do. And then the other thing, quite honestly, is experiential. I could, I could tell you right now, I could go to Walmart, get an oil, put it on my skin, and I can tell right away it's been cut with a bunch of alcohols or extra filler mm -hmm. oils versus I could put something pure on my skin and it's, it goes right in with no residue, right? Like it's just smelling them, tasting them, touching them, seeing what they do makes a huge difference. And, and that's how we can see a lot of times with our own eyes. That makes so much sense. I love that explanation. And I don't know what that GSC thing is either. So, I mean, I feel like that's great. Find somebody who knows stuff. yeah ask somebody and just ask them questions yeah exactly well that's always the shortcut is just find an expert and go there so that's awesome yes. so there's so many you know different formulations and different different oils and like how do you even know where to start I say you start simple Okay, you'll notice I have like two diffusers on in this like small room. Well, it's like Is that 16. little lantern a diffuser. You're going for it. It's like 16 by 16. It's like a dining room size. Um, so I'm going for it, right? Um, but I, I think for most people, the best way to start is what is your biggest concern? What is your biggest light bulb moment you've had with your health? Is it that you realize air fresheners, cleaners and candles are detrimental to your health. Well, let's start with a diffuser, right? Because you can just diffuse oils. It's very passive. Your whole family is going to benefit from it. Or is your need a little bit deeper? Like you're already kind of down that path. And now you're like, gosh, how do I start swapping things? How do I start swapping? You know, I don't, I don't want to take a Pepsid AC every day. I'd like to do something else. You know, I say just begin where you're called most in your health. And that's the way that you're going to be most consistent because it's something that you're really interested in wanting to mm -hmm. change. Yeah. But honestly, diffusing is anybody can do it. And if I think if people change out their cleaners, if people change out their air fresheners and those types of things, immediately their health and their sleep would improve. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. 100%. I love that. That's such a good point. Like take one health concern, go with that, use oils that help support that thing. Like that's how I got into using them super regularly was when my daughter was born. And, you know, I'm obviously big on like herbs and supplements and all that stuff, but not a ton of support for kids and babies. And I for sure stuck with it because now it's just like, this is what I use with her. So makes so much sense. Absolutely. Now I'd love for you to break down for us, speaking of where to start, what are like your top few, like your top five oils you use regularly on a daily basis? Well, um, I would say from an emotional standpoint, absolutely conifers. So when I say conifers, that's going to be like your pine, your spruce, your evergreens, those types. Can I of just, I have a evergreen diffusing during our talk right now. Yes. I didn't even yeah. know that was for emotion. I just think it smells good. It's very, grounding. Go. it's, it's extremely Ooh. grounding. It's almost like, you know, you think about walking through like a, a hike forest. and a diffuser. Yeah, wow. for sure. So, um, conifer oils have a very high frequency. Again, this could be a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we operate, our bodies operate in our brains and our emotions operate on a frequency, right? And so because essential oils, if they are pure and if they are good, they will still have that frequency circulating within it, especially when you pour it out and like you are, let's say, putting it on your hands and you're activating that frequency, that's just going to activate right with your own body's energy. And so spruce oils have very, very, very high frequencies. And what that does for our emotions is that just lifts them up. 
right? Anytime we raise our frequency, our emotions become more stable and we could all use that right now, right? Um, Kind of like in prayer, you know, if you're praying or meditating, your body's overall frequency will improve by about 15 megahertz, which is enough to overcome a bout of depression. And so oils, many oils have a frequency in upwards of 350 megahertz or more. So that's a huge jolt to your Um, And so I love conifers. I'm constantly diffusing them. Frankincense is a go-to for us because it's sort of the fix it for everything. We put it on our Mm -hmm. skin. Um, It's great to inhale as well, like just straight to your nose where it goes going to right to your brain. Really good for focus and kids. We used it a lot um, initially when we were introducing oils with Lincoln and his journey. Um, I also love citrus oils. So citrus are great for detox. So I would say my three major categories are conifers for diffusing and emotions. Frankincense is like Mm -hmm. your go-to for everything and especially skin and anti-aging. And then citrus oils like lemon and orange are great to drink for detox, um, kidney health, stomach health. Uh, You can put it in your water. You can also just like drop it under your tongue. You can cook with them. So Mm -hmm. I love that. So cool. So you sort of started telling us a little bit about how you started using oils to help with uh, your son's symptoms of autism. Were there any other ones that you found to be really useful or really helpful with some of like changing his behavior, et cetera? Yeah. Now when you're dealing with let's say it's an autism diagnosis or ADHD or sensory processing. Um, There's a lot of modulation going on in the body. So there's outbursts that can happen. We, we had some moments very early on in his journey where there was head banging, like self injury behavior. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the end, that is absolutely stemming from gut health. And maybe we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm not sure, but a lot of that is stemming from just the balance of the gut flora, right? But you can use things and do things to help modulate it that don't have side effects. And that actually, remember, oils wanna go in and balance, right? So it's not going to be something that's like, oh, we got it under control. And then, oop, it's gonna happen again, right? You're not in this constant hamster wheel cycle. Oils want to help to retrain the body, right? So they're actually, wanting to retrain the brain and to retrain the body so that the behavior gets less over time. Or, you know, you even think of something like maybe somebody has a skin condition, right? Like they want to go in and they want to actually heal the the root of the Mm -hmm. issue. So what we found was really helpful. Number one was vetiver. It's a very sappy oil. It's thick and kind of sticky like myrrh. And this um, has a certain compound in it. They're very big, long chemistry names, but a certain compound in it that when it interfaces with the neurological system, it just helps to balance it. It helps to bring it down. And then cedarwood. So vetiver and cedarwood were really, really key for us. We used a lot of it on the back of his brainstem, on the crown of his head, and then we would diffuse it as well, bottom of the feet. You kind of hit it from all areas. Mm -hmm. And consistency is key here, right? So using it every day. And when we use it every morning with him before he would go to therapy or before he would go to preschool, we would notice that over time, the behaviors became less and they didn't resurface because again, it's trying to go in and it's really wanting to balance things for good. Amazing. That makes so much sense. Love that. Now, I know this question could be like a 10 part podcast series and We'll talk more about how everyone can get their hands on your book, because I'm sure a lot of this can be answered in your book as well. But I'd love for you just to talk a little bit more about what other aspects were involved in your journey with reversing his diagnosis. This could be a new podcast or a 10 part of that's true. Um, so I do. The good thing is that I do lay it out in my book really simply where it goes um, from basically our whole journey and sprinkling in what I feel are the real foundations to overall health. Mm -hmm. And again, regardless of an actual autism diagnosis, what we're seeing nowadays, unfortunately, is we are seeing a true epidemic of health challenges in children. 
one in two children, so 50% of children nowadays in the US has some type of chronic illness. And that could be asthma, that could be food allergies. We know that that is on the rise astronomically. And so when we talk about true epidemics, I look back and I think this is an epidemic that's not being talked about. Um, mm -hmm. And I, there's various reasons why, um, but I think from the parent standpoint, one of the one of the first hurdles that we have to overcome is we have to overcome the emotional hurdle. And so I talk about this in the very beginning, which is how do I reconcile that I did something to hurt my child? How do I reconcile the guilt that I have felt? Um, this always brings up emotion in me every single time. Um, because it's so real. And, and this is the biggest block that I have found from moving from a state of, you know, I'll just believe what the experts say. I'll just, you know, believe that there's nothing you can do to help autism. I'll just believe that my son might be like this for the rest of his life, or we're going to face those emotions head on and go, you know what, maybe I did something, but I didn't know. I didn't have the information at the time, but I can do something about it now. I, I can do something now and I can change the course that we're on because I have that power to do it. And so this is the first hurdle is shame mm -hmm. and guilt and anger. It, it, it's almost like going through all of those feelings of loss as if you were to actually lose somebody because in a sense you have, you've lost your child to something that feels unknown and, and something that feels like it has no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and that's important because until we realize that we are the actual warrior, we are the ones that hold the keys and nobody else does, that is going to now move us into the practical healing part, right? Like I'm going to figure out and we're going to be consistent about how we can heal his gut. We are going mm -hmm. to change our eating habits. We are going to look at health differently and not fall back into that box that medicine wants to put everyone in and nobody fits into the same box <laughs> and we're all different and unique. Um, so then that, that next piece I feel is very foundational is, is gut health, honestly. What we know through research, plenty of, of research articles have, have come out. They're hard to find sometimes, they get censored. That is a, a very real thing when you are speaking against the narrative but there's plenty of things that have come out to show how gut health is drastically impacted and, and the function of children on the spectrum, their gut health is poor. And mm -hmm. you, know, you have to, again, kind of take a step back and wonder why that is, what's the trigger, what's going on, where are the toxins coming from? Um, but gut health is the roadmap, I feel like, to opening up Pandora's box to healing. So we focused a lot initially on changing our food, realizing that gluten is a really big culprit, whether we want to believe it or not, because I love my, a good cinnamon roll like anybody else. <laughs> but, uh, but we have to be able to, to lock in to those changes and be consistent with it. And that's when we're going to start to see the symptoms lessen and even yeah. heal over time. So gut health is really, really huge. Um, there's a lot of points that fall into that, but I would say if anybody were to, you know, just think, gosh, where do I even start with that? Start with um, removing the foods that are causing the issue, right? So just, we don't want to eat any more gluten. We don't want to drink any more cow's dairy. We don't want to get the fast food. Um, and it, it sometimes feels like an uphill battle, but I will tell you, I never thought we could do it. There, there was a point in time where I, I thought my child is never going to eat. I want him to eat this stuff. He's never going to eat again. And then one day his body just was like, okay, I need food. Give me what you got. And he started drinking a little bone yeah. broth, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's that emotional part of it um, is why that first step needs to happen. Because when we're faced with, this isn't going to work. My child's not going to eat this. They just threw this on the floor. I give up. We don't do that when we've already gotten a hold on that first part of the emotional journey. That makes so much sense. Well, and I and feel I think, like, oh, you go. 
I just wanted to ask you, Jody, if you experienced this, I've definitely seen other parents experience this, that I think there's a huge cognitive dissonance piece too, of like, we've just been fed the narrative, like you said, sorry, this is the way your kid is. There's nothing that can be done, at least in mainstream, or nothing else is effective. It's a bunch of, you know, whatever. And so it's like safer and easier just to believe that a lot of the time, right, than to like, it like blows up your whole world and way of being for a lot of folks. And that's hard. Um, there's a part in that emotional part of the book where I talk about misery loves company. And this is the cognitive dissonance. And we even see it today. Um, anytime we're talking about something that's really hard, or we're talking about a something that's going to trigger somebody, you know, even just overall health, right? That's a huge trigger. So this piece of misery loves company is just, if you think about it, it's so much easier for me to just join a group of people that's like, I'm so sorry. I know how hard it is. I get it. You can do it. It's, it'll be okay. It's going to get better. I promise, but not actually really giving the truth because the truth can hurt. It can really hurt. And I remember um, the turning point for me, one of the turning points, a big one, was when one of my good girlfriends, um, we went to church together and we were having a bunch of people over to our house one night. And Lincoln at the time was uh, probably about 15 or 16 months. And this was after his vaccine injury. And so he was very, very quickly slipping away and I didn't wanna see it. I didn't wanna know it. I wanted to deny it because it was much easier to deny. And plus the people who were around me, like in my family were like, he's a boy, he's fine, nothing, everything's okay. Like that stuff doesn't happen. And in my mind, I'm going, no, there's yeah. something wrong. But because nobody is validating me because nobody's pushing me to truth, I'm just gonna stay in this yeah, he's probably okay. So she came over. We had a bunch of people there. I remember the whole night I was dealing with Lincoln and so worried about what he was doing because he wasn't socializing. He couldn't talk. Um, it was like the protection kind of thing, you know? And she called me the next day. And I will never forget this because this is what a good friend does is she called me and said, you know, you may not like what I have to say, but I feel like I just really have to talk to you about it because I can't, I can't go on without letting you know this. Um, and she basically said, I think Lincoln has some signs of autism. I think you need to have him tested. Um, and I just, you know, my first reaction to him or to her could have been, how dare you? How dare you question me as a mother? How dare you tell me this stuff? And how many times does this happen in people's lives? That, that there's somebody placed in our life to tell us the truth and to give us the hard truth and to help walk that hard path with us. And we deny them every step of the way because we don't want to hear it and we don't want to see it. But my reaction to her was, thank you. You finally validated everything that I've been feeling. Tell me what to do because I was ready. And I and imagine if she never had called me. Imagine if, I mean, I, I don't even know where we would be if she never would have stepped out in faith. And she probably was thinking, I'm going to lose a friend. I could potentially have somebody really mad at me and yell at me on the phone. And instead I was in tears on the other end. And she said, okay call this number, do this, do this, do this. And I was like, I'm in, let's go. Right. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, it, and what I was going to say before was just the piece that you were saying about like the foods and like, you were like, oh my gosh, is my child ever going to eat again? And I think so many parents, when I know Dr. Abby and I have to talk with many patients about what we think their children shouldn't be eating because we've seen what miracles it creates when they avoid certain foods that are inflammatory. And it's immediately like, well, then, you know, they're not going to eat anything. And, and, and so then they feel like they're, they're doing something bad by taking away this food. And it's like, but you're actually helping your child in the long run. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really hard for, for parents to kind of like make that switch sometimes. And so I think, you know, there's like some great documentaries that show like how, um, 
you know, if your child's not going to let themselves starve, like that's like the, the, and that sounds really crazy, but it's true. Right. So they're going to eat something. And so eventually like, you're like, oh yeah. And then Lincoln had some bone broth. Right. And that's sort of like the turning point, right. Where he didn't eat for about two days. Now, mind you, before we, and we did the GAPS diet to begin with, which I highly recommend the gut and psychology syndrome. Um, he was addicted to McDonald's chicken nuggets and yogurt. That was his diet. You talk about two of the most inflammatory addicting substances, dairy, which is causing all the mucus in his body, all the ear infections, mm-hmm. all the croup. And the gluten, which was basically putting him in like a cocaine coma, you know, like it's, it's how it affects the brain. It's so addicting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't eat for two days and I almost broke down. I almost broke down. And then I was like, no, his body will eat when it's hungry. You yes. can go without food for a couple of days. He was drinking water and he was getting, you know, some supplements and things that help him along the way. But that is a breaking point because food is so emotional. Food yeah. is, is like, if you're, and especially in some cultures, this is why it can be very challenging in some different cultures where food is a symbol of health, wellness, prosperity, you know, success. And it's, it's, a, it's an emotional route. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, no doubt. So we're super excited about your book. Congratulations. Um, how was that process like writing kind of going back into this whole journey and everything that you've been through with him? Like, how was that? Well, the first time I did it, which was about three years ago now, um, I felt really prompted to just write out his story because I didn't want to lose it. And, and not that we ever lose all of those memories, but there's something really special about documenting it and actually retelling that journey. And there's things that we forget too when we're doing that. Um, and so I really felt the call to do that about three years ago, which was that first edition that I wrote. And then, um, you know, when it comes to this topic of autism, things, it's interesting because as much as it seems like things are changing, there are some, but it's kind of stayed the same, right? Like it's the same narrative of it's a neurodevelopmental disease. There's no explanation. There's nothing you can do. Um, But at the same time, there are always new research studies. There's new things that are connecting the gut. There's new vaccine studies that are coming out to just bring more clarity to the big picture, right? There's, there's a lot of pieces that begin to emerge. And so I felt like it was time to do something that was a little bit more expansive that would help somebody on that roadmap, whether it's an autism diagnosis or ADHD or food allergies or any one of these one and two children that are faced with a chronic illness, this is a roadmap for all of those. Um, and then adding in, uh, I have a huge section on vaccines because this is a very big topic. And even in, in 2020, we have, no, we have seen how it's become more of the conversation, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. So there's a very large section on vaccines, what to ask your doctor, research studies, um, a big one on Gardasil and HPV because that is consistently one that comes up uh, where a lot of parents don't feel equipped to know what to do when that time comes. And now they're, they're offering it to boys as well. It's not just a, a girl vaccine. Um, so there's a lot of information in there about that. And I just saw over the last couple of years, the questions that people were asking, and I wanted to put that in another edition. So basically I kind of wrote it during quarantine, which they say not <laughs> to do. <laughs> um, but it, it was about, it was a little bit, it was a lot longer of a process than I thought. I, I really thought I would have it wrapped up by January or February. And it went on through, I would say, um, August, September, just because there's, there's so much to remember. There's so much to recall. And, and you know, I really wanted to put some special experiences and memories in there. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. Well, tell us, Jody, where can our listeners find you? Because you also have so many other amazing offerings and how can they order your book? 
So they definitely can get the book. It looks like this. I'm so excited. We finally have um, a big shipment that came in. It was on pre-sale for a little while, but by the time people hear this, you can get the book and it is shipped to you. And then also some things coming out too that I'm really excited in terms of like a workbook piece that's going to go hand in hand with this eventually to help somebody walk through that emotional journey and really document it. Um, And then a Spanish version, which I'm very excited about. Uh, So that'll be coming down the pipeline, but they can get it at autismreimagined.com. So that's one simple place to just go grab the book. Um, You can find me on social media when I'm not banned and censored. (laughs) Um, It's just under under my name. Um, You know, when you, when you speak in some truth, sometimes people don't like it. (laughs) So also follow Jody's Um, account because she'll go back and forth. Yes. So Jody Mestruck on Instagram or Jody Mestruck on Facebook. And, um, I am, I have some videos on YouTube just about our journey and, you know, different places to start. And then I really recommend people who, who want to dive in deeper. Um, I do offer what's called the warrior center, and this is a private membership community where you can get one-on-one support and help from me just to walk through the journey with you. And again, this isn't just autism. This would be for anybody who wants to learn more about vaccines, natural health, politics, you know, we do it all because they all cross, they all kind of, it's one big web. Um, so we, we sort of want to learn about it all. But this is a community that you can um, be a part of if you want to just go that next step. It's awesome. Thank you so much for being a voice and such an advocate for so many moms. It's so important. And we loved having you on here. So people go follow her. If you have questions about oils, she's always doing like, I feel like you're always teaching about so many different things. Always. So I love learning from you. My brain never stops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're Adrenals. using it. You're using your gifts for you're, sure. Yeah. Thank you're clear. Thank you for asking me. And you guys are doing great work. I love listening to you too. And you have so much to offer that just that whole space of natural health and chiropractic care and applied kinesiology and emotional clearing that you get to do on me all the time, Dr. Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. The statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the FDA. Information provided here and products recommended or sold on coffeewiththedocs.com and or our podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The information provided by this site and or by this podcast is not a substitute for a face-to-face consultation with your physician and should not be construed as medical advice of any sort. By using any of this information or reading it, you are accepting responsibility for your own health and health decisions and expressly release Dr. Nicole Huffman and Dr. Abby Kramer and its partners and guests from any and all liability whatsoever, including that arising from negligence.